My yeah. friend over here, we have another episode of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace with my friend Alan Danziger, mostly known as Jerry. But this is awesome, man, because I never thought I would ever be, have the opportunity to do this. Um, Jerry, the, the van driver in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course, the original 1974. Um, this is one, two, three. This is the fourth out of five episodes of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre series that I'm doing. And I never thought I'd have the opportunity to talk to all you guys. How are you, man? Never better. Never better. That's great, man. You're all fancy with your background. I'm not nowhere near as fancy. <laughs> hey, I'm just happy to be vertical at this time. Oh, uh, listen, you know, I, 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 I already love your demeanor and your energy about you. Um, it's probably because you were born in the Bronx, right? Exactly. Exactly. Actually went to um, PS93 in the Bronx. Okay. Went to the uh, Bronx High School of Science. Mm. One of my best friends and, and at that school was Stokely Carmichael. Really? Started the Black Power Movement. You know, that's a, that's yep. a term, you know, yep. he was a great guy and uh, it was a privilege to, 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 uh, to know him. And then went to City College. And then after graduating City College, I, I guess I knew I had to leave home, you know, if I was going to grow up. And a friend of mine... Uh, suggested uh, the University of Texas. And I said, man, I don't know how to ride a horse. What am I going to do there? <laughs> right. They have a psychology department. You'll like it. So I, I applied. I got in and, and I've been in Austin ever since. And it's been a blast. It's a great place to be. Wow. You never left Texas, huh? No, no. I mean, my, my brother and stuff, they lived in New York and I would go visit. But I love I love Texas. I love Austin. And it's pretty much a liberal city, and it's, so it's a great place to be. Where, um, when was the last time you were up in New York? Actually, uh, uh, a couple of months ago. I was up at the um, Mahonic Drive-In in Pennsylvania for an outdoor showing of Chainsaw. Wow. And I was there with Ed, Ed Neal, the hitchhiker. Yeah. John Dugan, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> like an iconic place, the Mahonic Drive-In. It's... Oh, yeah. On your bucket list if you're a fan. Oh, I'm a huge fan, and I'll definitely go there. And it's funny because, as you know, I, I did an episode with Ed Neal, who was could have been cooler and funnier. Um, I also wrapped up – we're on podcast time right now, but last night I had an hour-long hilarious conversation with John Dugan, which was – that guy, that, there's something about that guy's energy for all that guy's been through and his sense of humor and everything. Like my hat goes off to John and I did one with um, Daniel Pearl, which was, I never thought that would happen because he's become such a successful, big, I mean, works with, I mean, the guy worked with everyone from Michael Jackson to, I mean, everybody. So when I asked him to do it, he was just like, okay. I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool that he never forgot where he came from. And he always still talks about and appreciates Chainsaw. So that speaks a lot about his character as well. He's a terrific guy. And I, I knew him when he had hair, you know, so <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think he gets mad at me a little bit because I'll post a picture like um like a behind the scenes picture from Chainsaw and there'll be like five people like with cameras and stuff and I'll write like hey you know that's Daniel Pearl on the left blah 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 and then he'll message me he's like I'm the guy on the right I'm like I, I can't tell you all have the same huge hair you all look the same I can't see your faces everyone has beards I can't tell so my apologies I think I break his chops with that all the time <laughs> I think I'm supposed to, I'll see him in February at the Cold Classic here in Bastrop, Texas. This would be like a get together. Yes. So. And I saw that that, um, obviously, the only time I was ever in Texas was when I was in the Air Force. But I, I have friends of mine. It's funny. I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. Let me just, I'll make my, because I'll go off the rails and talk about nine different things without making my point. Um, I saw, I don't remember. I think it's it's an Instagram page. It's like my like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like collecting. It's a guy who collects all kinds of chainsaw stuff. 
And um, he had a, an ad up on his page for that cult classic convention. Right. So that's where I saw that Daniel Pearl will be there. And I was like, you know what? And I think that's where I hit him up from. And I also saw who's going to be attending that. And it's his first ever con was the guy that actually drives the pickup truck that Marilyn jumps in in the back. Yeah, yeah, Perry Lorenz. I mean, he's in it for like 15 seconds. I don't care. I would still meet that guy and buy his autograph. I don't care. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I speak to, I go to a lot of cons and I've been speaking with a lot of people, like I say, like that I never thought being a horror fan since like I could remember, like I, 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 I'm humbled by all of the people that I have spoken to from movies that I grew up watching and appreciate and all of that. So, um, yeah, so all of the, like, so far, like there hasn't been anybody that has like disappointed me, which is an awesome thing, you know? And to think, I'm sure, I'm sure you're in the same category where you're making this low budget movie. The conditions are brutal. It's crazy. And here we are almost 50 years later. And people still want to meet you and, and talk to you about it and get your autograph and buy your bobblehead. Like it's, I think, I think it's awesome. You know? It's beyond, it's beyond words. It's beyond words. Because I think the first um, Comic-Con that I went to was, I think, in 2003. And actually, as I've said, I thought I'd be meeting serial killer wannabes. <laughs> and, and it turned out these were the nicest people I, I had ever met. They were just so gracious and solicitous. And I guess I was fresh meat because it was the first one that I was. Yes. And Gunner Leatherface had been to a whole bunch of them. He was doing them for years and he finally opened up and he said, Alan, you got to try, you know, and yeah. go. And it just opened up a whole, just a whole new world for me. Yeah. And folks that love this movie uh, as much as they do, it's, it's beyond, it's beyond words. Beyond yeah. Words. You, you guys are flipping generations. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like my daughter is 12. She's met so many actors and actresses from movies from the eighties and you know that and then hopefully like her kids i don't want to have kids she's only 12 but you know maybe one day when she's 50 and she can have a kid <laughs> um maybe her kids will go and meet these people and you know it's it's funny because i have friends of mine that are nowhere near as into horror that i am and They've never been to a convention, but I go to an average of six conventions a year. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Two chillers, two monster manias and two New Jersey horror cons and avenge. And, and sometimes we'll venture out and we'll go somewhere further just to, you know, throw a wrench in the mix, you know? And they always ask me, Oh, what, oh, you going all, you going to one of those conventions where all the freaks are there. I'm like, you have no idea how cool I've never seen an incident of a fight. I've never seen an argument. I've never seen any trouble in the dozens and dozens and dozens of cons that I've been to. Not one. I agree with you. The, the, the nicest folks, they just love, they just love horror and, the, and they love this movie. Yeah. You know, when the movie came out in uh, 74, my son at the time was about going to be five. And I took him to uh, just to see the trailer and to see his dad, you know, in it. And that's almost 50 years later, he's still in weekly therapy. So that oh tells you. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, check it out. Well, since you just brought up your son, here's a fun fact that I recently found out. Obviously, you know this, I'm saying this for the people that are listening and watching, um, that your son, as an infant, had a cameo role in your first ever movie, correct? Correct. Eggshells. Eggshells. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I've never seen it, but I have to go and see it now. I have to find it and see it. I think you can Google it. I mean, I was able to Google it some time ago, and, and that's how uh, I met Toby, because I was doing social work at the time. And Eggshells is typically about a, a young couple named David and Amy. 
and some like uh, mysterious things. You know, it's like a hippie hippie movie. And they would they would do volunteer work with me. And so they shot a scene at my house. I had a parrot at the time. And it was just it was like a cinema verite type of thing where there are no lines. They said, this is a scene, you know, you be you, whatever. Right. And, and then they kept adding stuff for, for me to do. And so I guess they liked what I did or they thought I was funny. Yeah. And so they wrote Chainsaw. They came to me with the script and said, Alan, we'd like you to play this character. They gave me the script. I went home. I, I read it. I mean, I was just I was just taken in. And I said, I'm I'm there. I'm your guy. That and is awesome. I didn't, I didn't have to audition. I mean, I wasn't acting wasn't my thing. I didn't never took an acting class, which you could see in the movie. You know, it's That's fine. I, I, I love that about the movie. It's like, well, not about Exo, but even like Chainsaw, it almost looks like a documentary Chainsaw. In fact, the only thing that I would say was acting is my death scene because I had not seen Leatherface. I hadn't seen Gunner in full getup at all. And so when I, just before I go into the house, I had them blindfold me. You know, really? and, I, and I just got myself, it was my nod to the Stanislavski method, whatever that is. You nice. Know? So I was blindfolded and got myself, you know, worked up. And, and then I go into the house. And so my first reaction is, is the first time I ever see Gunner. And as you can see, I mean, I let out with it just an incredible you scream. I was a, a true wuss. And, uh, and then I go and I go running out of the house and I hear um, Kobe yells, cut, cut. And then he comes over to me. He puts his arm around me. So that, you know, Alan, that was a great scream. But you got to wait till he gets Leatherface gets into the frame, you know, with the uh, with the hat, with the mallet. Yeah. I do that two times because I was so freaked out. And finally, the guys in the back, the grips pull me down by my belt buckle loops. And uh, that's how that that's how that scene went. Really? Because I'll tell you, it's like, I, I, honestly, I don't know how many times I've seen Chainsaw. It's a lot, a lot of times. And at first, I always felt like the first kill when Kirk gets killed. I thought just the sound of the crunch of that hammer it's so it's so visceral it's just like uh and even right now if i watch it right now i always like i'm always like god it's like such a terrible sound but but i i would i would say at first like that was like the worst one but i watch it and i think that yours your death scene it's so fast and so has so much impact and it's so it's just brutal I don't, I don't know what it is. He just wipes you out of frame like so fast. And it's just, and you scream and it just seems like he comes down with all of his might. It's just such a crazy death scene that I would probably rank that one as like the most brutal kill in the movie. Wow. But it, you know, it's funny. I've watched some of these reviews where people review the movie and one girl was reviewing it and said, well, she didn't see me. She didn't see my body. So she says, I don't know that he's dead. You know, so there may, there may be a movement to revive me and say. <laughs> hey, you can come out like in another sequel or something. And you'll just have like a neck brace on or something. Well, that would be it. There would be Chainsaw 2022, the geezer version. Yes. Leatherface <laughs> chasing me with a, you know, with a walker. You know what right. I mean? I got, you know what, though? You laugh. I'd pay money to see it. <laughs> I would. That's great. That's great. A hundred percent. Yeah, I never, I never, I never met Gunner, man, and and I wish, I really wish that I had. I never, I, I never met Jim either. That's one guy and one character in that movie, man. Well, you know, it's funny that we talk about this. I didn't really know him, but one of my favorite scenes with Jim Seedow <laughs> at the gas station, and we we pull in. And then he comes over to the van, you yeah. know, and we got no gas and whatever. Uh -huh. and while we were doing that scene, I ended and the um, the troll guy, you know, was washing the windows. Yes. I inadvertently hit the windshield wiper blade, windshield <laughs> wipers. And so it splattered all kinds of soapy water on <laughs> 
Pascal's face, and he's trying to deliver his lines, and the soapy water is just flowing down his face. <laughs> Both Bill Kirk and myself, we lost it. I mean, we were done for the day. Uh, I'm sure. And it got so bad that Toby got so that he ended up walking off the set, and Kim Hinkle, Kim had to finish that scene. And you really? know, we were, we were left. Oh my God! And and Gunner, actually, I didn't get to know Gunner until after the movie, and he stayed with me that summer before he moved to Maine, and we became really close, and and stayed that way, unfortunately, till his untimely death. Wow! He was a sweet guy, very bright guy, very intelligent guy, and I mean, he's written you know books and stuff like that, and just an amazing guy, just the opposite of what. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? It's it, That's always the case. It's like you see these crazy, you know, I've met and it's it's funny. I've become from going to so many cons and you see a lot of the same people. And it's weird how I have like certain people's like iconic people's like, why do I have your phone number? I'm thinking like, how do I have your phone number? And like you'll shoot me a text every once in a while. So it's like my inner like 10 year old self goes crazy with this stuff, you know? And I've become friendly with some of these people and they the complete opposite of what they portray on screen. Complete. It's being an actor or an actress, you know? And um, yeah, it's, I, I, I've said it once before. I never mentioned the name, but there was only one person that is an iconic female that I that I tried so many times to meet and just her attitude, I wouldn't give her five dollars. You know what I mean? But other than that, like the hundreds of people I've met, nothing but the best people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. how it is. That's how it is. But like I say, Gunner is really a, tr- a tremendous guy. And also um, Paul Partain, who played Franklin. Yes. I mean, we all hated him. That's how good of an actor. Oh was. my God. People are, you want to choke that guy. And you know what though? Yeah. We're on podcast time. Obviously for the people that are listening, we're recording this earlier than you're listening to it. But, um, yesterday was, it would have been his 75th birthday. Wow. wow. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Sad. And, and, and it wasn't until after the movie was over that I, you know, met him at, a Comic-Con and realize, geez, what a sweetheart. Same with Bob Burns, also a brilliant guy. Yeah. And ended up, you know, taking his life. And he that movie owes a lot to Bob Burns for the decor and everything that he did. He was just, he was brilliant, brilliant guy. Brilliant. Yeah. And and Jim and Jim Seedow too. Like, oh man, that's one guy. He was like a bucket list guy that I would love to just shake his hand and just be like, thank you, you know? Also, I guess you did. You ever meet South, um, Marilyn? I meet? never met Marilyn. Also, terrific, terrific. The only the only two people that I've met in person from Chainsaw was John Dugan and Terry McMinn. Okay. okay. Yeah. One day I'm gonna meet that hitchhiker guy. I told him. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got that 100. Such an iconic, iconic role. One of my favorite roles in all of horror movies. Period. And that's it. That's I it. know. Oh, I know. It's hilarious. It's so crazy. Yeah, no, he's great. He's great. Yeah, when are you? Do you have any plans or anything to come over to the East Coast to a con? If if it's if it happens, I did one in New Jersey a number of years ago. I, I was in. I, I did one in New Jersey, and now that things are st- hopefully opening up again, you know, with the virus, hopefully if people get the vaccination and let's get on with life. Yeah, you know, I, I'd love to. You know, start start going back up, you know? Well, yeah, well cons are, are back. I mean, we've been to, I don't even know, like four or five of them recently. And, and like this, a couple of weeks ago, we were at the New Jersey horror con and it was awesome. Like it was awesome. It's like, it's like we're walking around the showboat in Atlantic city and it's like, all right, conventions are back. And like, thank God, because we look forward to going to these things all the time. It's always something to do just to get out of the neighborhood and just go let loose and have fun and see friends and stuff, you know? So while I have you, I'm going to give you a scoop. I, I found the same model van that I drove in the movie. Do you have it in your driveway right now? It'll be here in about a week. Oh, that's fucking amazing. (laughs) So, and I got my mechanic is a chainsaw fan. So he's going to, restore it and you know get it painted and then get the blood stain put on and we'll be really 
we'll be rocking and rolling. Oh, that's awesome. It's funny you mentioned the van and the blood state because I think it was the end of the of the Ed Neal episode. I was like, I have one actual question for you. And he's like, what? And I asked him, I was like, because there's so many theories. Like you go on the internet and you can you get lost into a rabbit hole of insanity. But people have all sorts of crazy theories about the blood stain. And is it a mark? What does it mean? And blah, blah, blah. And Ed was just like, you know, you can't not do anything. And he's like, and Jerry was driving away so slow. Somebody wanted to kill them. I just improvised and like just decided to do that. <laughs> well, I, in, the, in the movie, I say it's the Mark of Zorro. Yes. <laughs> oh, there's so many theories out there about that thing. Oh, my God. People take it and just go nuts. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. So now, you were also in Cannibal Comedian. i never seen it. What's up with that movie? It hasn't come out yet. Oh, it didn't come out yet? No, it's not out yet. And it's, what it is, it's about a cannibal that decides to go into stand-up comedy. That's what <laughs> All right. And, uh, and I did a, a voiceover for it, and then Ed Neal did, did the ending. So both of us, uh, you know, both of us are in it. And... Uh, and then there's a documentary that I'm also in, and it's it's called I think Rondo, Rondo and Bob. It's about Bob Burns' love for this actor Rondo Hatton. You know who he is? I do not. He played the creeper in these horror movies. Okay. He had uh, I think acromegaly or whatnot. He was a handsome guy, and then his body started to betray him, and he was in all these scary movies. He was a scary looking dude. Wow. And, the fascination for him. And so there's a, a, a documentary uh, by Joe O'Connell that's won awards. It's, it's traveling all over the United States and even into Europe. Wow. I got to check that out, man. I learn things from you guys all the time. And I think I know my stuff, but I'm learning all kinds of stuff from you guys. So I haven't seen it either, but the, I'm, I was told that I'm in it. So, uh, yeah, you might want to check it out. Oh, 100%. Definitely will do, man. Now, when we were on the phone the other day, um, which was another weird moment, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, I got this Texas phone number. I'm at work and I see Texas. I'm just like, I don't know what that is. Probably telemarketer or whatever. So I decline it. And then all of a sudden there's a voicemail. It's like, yeah, this is Alan Danzig. You know, Jerry from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, how crazy is that? She's like, that's so cool. I'm like, it is. But um you were telling me on the phone that there is some sort of a website that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, called, it's chainsawjerry.com and you can go on, on that. And uh, I've got, you know, T-shirts and photos and memorabilia and, bobble, you know, talking bobbleheads. That's my talking bobbleheads. <laughs> nice. And then I don't know if you can see this, but a fan made this for me. It's, it's an action figure. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And the uh, fellow's name is Tyler uh, Barstow. And he did this and he's got, he was living in Washington and they moved to Texas and he called me, he said, I have this thing. And he just came over and, and uh, gave it to me. It was really sweet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's, something about, there's something about horror fans. We're such nerdy people when it comes to this stuff. It's great. And I also have, you know, a sample. This is my Chainsaw Jerry's Killer Beef Jerky. Really? Yeah. And I'm so a we, beef jerky fan, so I can buy that on your website? Not yet. So we're working on getting all the details, but on the blade, it says, we were the meat. Nice. That's awesome. So, you know, <laughs> do what you can, you know? Oh, 100%. And you know what? People like me and all the fans of Chainsaw eat up all those little gimmicky things. Right, right. All right. the time. Now, wasn't there like something like leather faces or something like that? Yeah. I, I, in fact, I was supposed to do a, um, a meeting, a Zoom meeting with uh, Chase Anderson uh, today, but because of Thanksgiving, they postponed it till next week. But I guess it's a platform with NFTs and stuff like that. So I'll find out more about it. It's all new to me. But I think they're trying to put together where people can see interviews with us, you know, and all kinds of find all kinds of, you know, data or whatever about us. So Really? So it's all chainsaw related? Yeah, all chainsaw related. Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. 
That's so freaking cool. Have you ever been to, have you ever been down here to Texas? Only, only when I was um, in the Air Force down in San Antonio and then Wichita Falls just for, for, for basic training and my tech school. Um, other than that, no. But um, I did I did a podcast several months back and it was it was surreal for me to do. And he wasn't even an actor or anything like that. I had the opportunity to 25 years later to do it, a, a Zoom meeting and an episode with my drill instructor uh-huh. from the Air Force, which was, I was confessing to all the things that I did wrong behind his, and I was like, you know, you're retired, you can't yell at me, you can't, and it was the greatest, it was hilarious, and we wound up, he wound up coming to New Jersey and calling me up, and, and we went out, and it's like me and my girlfriend and him and his wife are sitting in some place in Jersey eating dinner, and we're looking at each other like, this is how did this happen? You know what I mean? Like, you know, for me, especially, I mean, he was a, 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 a drill instructor for, I don't know, 11 years. So he's put hundreds and hundreds of people into the air force. So, but for me, like he had a big impact on me, you know what I mean? I was just another troop to him. So, but so just for me to be able to do that was crazy. So he lives in Texas and I believe it's, Bryant, Texas. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure exactly. I think that's what he said where he lives. And the first thing I asked him was like, how far is that from Kingsland, Texas, where the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house was filmed? You know, and he's like, oh, it's like three hours or something like that. So what I do want to do is I want to take a road trip and I want to map out like a whole bunch of different spots that I want to see. And not even really touristy stuff. Like I want to stop and like, see like horror locations and stuff like that all the way. I have to go to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. I have to go to the gas station, you know? So that's the next time I come to, I have to visit my drill instructor on his home turf. Um, So that's the next time I'm going to go to Texas. I have plans. Sounds good. You know, about March, I ended up buying a 1977 Airstream Sovereign. And I rent- had it renovated, and there was going to be Chainsaw Jerry's Airstream experience. I was going to do an Airbnb, but because of the, 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 the pandemic and whatnot, I just kind of rented it for the time being. But that's one of the things I think I'll turn it into at some point. So oh, yeah. And stay in, stay in Chainsaw Jerry's Airstream. That would be awesome, man. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Like there's a lot of spots that popped up that would either have gotten destroyed or torn down. And somebody has the foresight and, and the, the, you know, like the idea basically to turn all of these places into a destination where people can go, you know, like, like the Texas gas station, like that's That's awesome. It's a destination now. And, and he's really did a uh, Roy and his wife. They, they did a beautiful job on yeah. it. People come and stay. In fact, I was the guest of honor at a heavy metal Texas Chainsaw wedding. Oh, that's and, awesome! <laughs> and the uh, the the uh, bride walked down the aisle with a sledgehammer. The groom had a a chainsaw, and <laughs> Leatherface and Chainsaw Two officiated the wedding. Really it out there. It was it was great. That's was great. great. Yeah, it's like the the house. I know that they relocated the house from the original spot where it was filmed to a different place. In Kingsland, it's it's beautiful. It's a good rest. It's a really great restaurant. So th- those would be, I would think, would be fun places for you to visit if you. Oh, to- I would. I would. It would be surreal for me to go into those places. Um, yeah. yeah, there's the gas station. Even like you know, here in Jersey, like Camp Noby Bosco, which is where. The original Friday the 13th was filmed. They do tours there, and it's basically the same. A friend of mine, my friend Danny Boy, who is in that group, the rap group House of Pain, I don't know, you've probably heard Jump Around, you've heard that song. He wound up buying and turning it into a museum was the house that The Outsiders was filmed in, in Tulsa. Mm. So he bought that, now that's The Outsiders House Museum, and it's a destination. It's like... I mean, the author of the book and the people from the movie, like it's, it's so, it's such an awesome thing 
because that house was about to get torn down and he stepped in and created an awesome thing. Yeah. You know, there's so many of these places that are like that now, which I'm glad are still around for people, you know, fans, you know, to, to come and check out and hang out or spend the night. I can, I can rent a cabin at the Texas gas station. Like that's awesome. Like I want to do that badly. And they got good barbecue and they got all kinds of memorabilia. Mm-hmm. And their people come from all over, all over the world now. You know, yeah. I was there a couple of months ago and a lady came out. They said who I was and she was from Peru and she wanted to take a, take a picture with me. It just it blew my mind, you know, yeah. go figure. Go figure. Never in a million years would you think that you'd be still talking about this, huh? No, in fact, the, the thing that my, my parents were retired in, Flor- and retired in Florida. I'm a, and, I'm a, and they ended up seeing it at a porno theater. <laughs> of course. In Florida. And it was, it was on a double feature. The second feature was Debbie Does Dialysis. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, man. That's great, man. I know that you haven't, like, I, I mentioned it to you on the phone. You have an Instagram page, but you're never on it. Never on it. Yeah, I had somebody set it up, but I'm not on it yet. And. And I'm, I'm supposed to have a, uh, a YouTube page, a YouTube channel. Yeah. Worked on. So, but all of that, I mean, I'm just not that tech savvy. So I've got people trying to, you know, trying to help me and whatnot. But when it, when it gets together, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. You know? So it's, I'm not. I'm Chains, not Chainsaw Jerry on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great, it's a, it's to promote things. It's, it's a great promotional tool. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. So what else is going on? Are you busy? What's going on, man? Talk yeah. to me. You know, I mean, uh, I'm hoping to, uh, I've got that thing in February and then I may, I may have something in, in, in January. I, I hope to find out. Okay. And, and just in the meantime, I'm just living La Vida Loca. Just happy every day. You nice. know, that, that I'm above ground is a good day for me. Absolutely, man. This is awesome. This is great, man. Um, I'll try to reach out. I mean, I, if you want, I mean, I won't do it without you. If you want, I, I can reach out to a couple of people that run cons out here. If you want to. That'd be great. Cause I mean, I don't really have an agent. That's that's I met a guy that said he's working on stuff and I'm hoping to go to Italy in, in, in July for, for my 80th birthday. Wow. Working with a friend that they bought a, a, a vineyard in Tuscany. And I'm thinking, and we're trying to see if we can put together, especially with the 50th anniversary coming up in the next few years, and doing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Merlot, you know, kind of a, yes, or Chainsaw Jerry Cabernet. You there know. you go. <laughs> that would be great. I see. I don't drink anymore, but I would buy one just to have on my shelf. Exactly. Exactly. So I think. So I'm trying. I, you know, I yeah. want to. Sanders of horror at some point. Hey, hey, listen, you're not doing too shabby, man. You got great ideas going around. You know? We'll see. But as long as I'm having fun and and, and I meet the fans and stuff like that, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. Great, dude. So good. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. I would love to do like maybe like a part two of sorts. When, when you, when, when this whole leather faces thing is. Sure. Sure. You know, and, and I can have you back on and we can promote it and try to get some traffic there. And, and plus I want to learn about it too, you know, get it out there a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say, Jimmy, the, the uh, poster that what you did is, was fantastic. And a lot of friends say, so can I, can we get that in a PD or whatever you, you can send it so I can actually make pictures or, or sign. sign sure. Do one for you. Oh, that would be great. I can I can send it to you. I can vectorize it. Where if I send it to you, you could blow it up to however size you want. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, I I saw like there was this. There's a specific amount of like I'm gonna say like a lot of the same photos of you online from the movie, and I didn't want to use the same one. Right. You know, so I I actually the 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 actual center picture of you um i put the movie on and i paused it and i took a big computer-sized screenshot of that 
And then I threw it into Photoshop and I had to do things with it. And then I took other elements and tried to make it look kind of old, but with the same color scheme going on. Great. If you could, if you could delete though, the, the, um, the blast furnace or whatever, or just, I, just the, that part. Of course. Time. Yeah. Well, of course, if you would have it to sign, it wouldn't be a podcast thing. I would take that out and for you to so Absolutely. Not a, not a problem at all. I can absolutely take that stuff out. And if you have any other stuff you need to ask me or what, just you got my number, feel free. You can call me anytime or text me. We're buddies now. Yes, we most certainly are. And I look forward to seeing you at a convention in person. And make it happen. Let's make it happen. I'm, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to see if I can pull any kind of strings. If I have one, you know, a string to pull, I'll try to make that happen. Because like I said, the only other two people I met from Chainsaw was, was um, John and Terry. And that was at the New Jersey HorrorCon like three years ago. Right. So right. I, th- I think we need a proper Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974 reunion. I agree because, like I say, we're a vanishing breed. You know, so you want to yeah. get we're still coherent. Yeah. You know? And yeah. sadly, we've lost some good people. You know, Gunner and and Marilyn and Jim Cedow and and yeah. some are and Bill. I mean, some are not in great, you know, physical health right now. So, you know, yeah. we're doing what we can while we can. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. Yeah. And when I appreciate people like you that love that love the movie. I, in fact, I did a podcast with a fella. He's only twenty, or maybe he's twenty-one now. His name yeah. is Cannon. He was a runner-up on The Voice. And he was a huge fan of the of the movie, and it was one of the best ones I've done. Really, and he loved the movie and just asked good questions, and it was an absolute joy to. And we stayed and we stayed friends. In fact, he was here a few months ago, and I took him to the gas station. He, he and his girlfriend they had a ball. They had oh, a ball. that's great, man! How far are you right now from the like? How far of a drive are you from the gas station or the house? About thirty five minutes. Really? Oh yeah. And I'm about, I would say, 90 minutes or to uh, Kingsland. So I'm really close to, you know, I'm close to both of those locations. You, you know, you know that when I come through Texas, I'm going to call you and let you know I'm in the neighborhood and I want to go to the gas station with you. <laughs> it's done. It's a done deal. That would be sick. <laughs> Maybe you'll be in the van with me. <laughs> you never know. Oh, that's right. You you get in the van. Yo, that would be insane. Yeah, I think we. I think that really needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. I th- what what we were talking about was after the winter breaks here, because um, I can't take vacation from work right now because of the heating. What do you do? What do, you do? I'm a I'm a ha- I'm a handyman. I'm a union handyman in a 21 story commercial building about five blocks from Times Square. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's a commercial, it's a family-owned commercial building. They're a real, they're a family um, who does real estate, but it's not like renting apartments. It's like they buy and sell like skyscrapers and parking garages in New York City and stuff like that. And you do all the work. I mean, the repairs or whatever is needed. You you make in, sure in 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 their in their main flagship building, yes. But they have, I don't know, three or four skyscrapers that they own in Manhattan. I don't know how many parking garages, um, like shopping strip malls down in Florida. There's strip malls up in Westchester. They, they it's it's. They are an extremely, extremely, extremely wealthy family. Like, like, yeah, like ridiculous. And, um, but I am like the second guy in their main building that makes sure, you know, like, you know, if there's a leak, we fix it. There's no fires. There's, you know, fire life and safety stuff. And all, all, there's all kinds of stuff that fall underneath the umbrella of my job title. It's a lot. It could be anything from literally, like throwing a mop through the friggin' lobby to demolishing an entire floor to make it turn around for another new tenant or something like that. It's, it's, it's a broad right. job description. Yeah. And you've been doing it. 
in this particular building only about three years. Before that, I was still in a union, but I was working in a, in an elementary school in Bay Ridge here in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. How, far, how far away from work are you? I mean, how long does it take you to get to where you got to go? Uh, about, by, I, take, I take the subway every day. Um, it took me about 40 minutes to get home. That's not bad. No, it's two, tra- two trains, the D train to the R train or the R train to the D train. So that's how, how I ended up in Texas. I took the wrong train. There you I, go. I train and I got on the F train or the R to get, and I ended up in Austin. <laughs> there you go. You took the A train to Austin. I took the You take the A train. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's right. I haven't taken the A train in a long time. That used to be my train when I lived in Queens. Sure. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a good job. And I had no complaints and everything is good. I do this for fun. You know, I just do this to have the opportunity to speak to gentlemen like you and right. people that I never thought I would ever have the conversation with. Wow. So yeah. and how, long you doing it? how long have you been doing this? Podcast? Almost four years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're like episode like 238 or something like that. How many, do you, how many do you try to do a month? You do one, try to do one a week? We, uh, every, every Friday at noon, Eastern time, I put one out. But um, since I'm doing this whole series, I'm doing five of them within three weeks. So I'm going to put yours out like on a Tuesday. So it's like a Friday, a Tuesday, a Friday, a Tuesday, a Friday. You know what I mean? So it's not like a month and a half. You know what I mean? So I just want to put them all together in one nice little neat package all in a row. Bang. And then. What do you do? You edit it and stuff like that? How does, how does that work? Well, as far as our conversation, I don't edit any of that out. Okay. okay. None of it. It's nice and raw. And I always like to say I want it to almost be like if somebody is eavesdropping in on a conversation of two people okay. talking in a diner. Okay. You know, I don't I don't like the my personal thing. Like, first of all, I'm not going to lie. Yet. I don't I, I find it to be I would feel like weird about just this question and answer kind of sterile, like robotic. I, I don't know. I'd rather just I'd rather say um and lose one of my concentration and go off on something else than be this hard line thing i don't know that's not me i'm from brooklyn jerry i don't you know i just babble and i'm a loud mouth and that's that you know i'm still trying to figure out how a kid from the bronx got into this texas chainsaw massacre yeah right (laughs) you know so life is funny man the universe works in a funny way it really does it really does oh yeah but you know what hold on one second if you don't mind i just said something and it just popped in my head i said the universe works in a funny way there's all the theories what what, what's your take on the ideas that toby hooper possibly had when yous were all driving in the van and the first dialogue in the movie basically is pam terry mcminn reading horoscopes I don't know. I don't know. That, I guess maybe that kind of set the whole tone of things aren't going to go well. Yeah, know? it was a very a lot of foreshadowing. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, a lot, at first thought, people think, oh, this crazy movie, it's gritty and dirty and there's crazy people. But if you really break down the movie. It's it's, it's kind of brilliant, man. You know, it, it really is like the like the in the opening credits, like just when the credits are rolling in the very beginning. That was brilliant. That was there's like solar flares and the sun and this and that. And it's just, the heat is emphasized with it at all. And then it goes to the horoscopes where things aren't, you know, aren't going to be so good. And I mean, Saturn's in retrograde. My aunt is in Dallas. I mean, it's just crazy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So. It's from the, in fact, when they changed uh, the the name of the movie to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh-huh. that was, and then the opening, how they did that. When I saw that, I said, I, it it turned my whole thing around as far as what what this movie could be. Mm-hmm. I believe, and that scrolling thing with John Larroquette, yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. And it's just the 
the camera flashes with the with the with the sound effects. It's just it just sets it off like it. The movie in the begin, especially in the beginning, it just sets the tone where it's just uneasy. And like I said, I see the movie dozens and dozens of times, and I still I put it on, and I still go like ah like. There's something about that movie. It's just so well done and it, it evokes like an emotion in you every time you watch it. And then you'll laugh your ass off because every single time I see Jim C now, I smile. And then there's some of those lines I laugh out loud all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you ruined the door. I mean, come on. Man. It's just. You think this is a party? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's... I don't I don't take much joy in killing, you know. I mean? You're right. It's like really? And he's poking Marilyn with the with the broom handle. It's so creepy. Oh my god. So good, man. And you I'm gonna say that your death, I'm gonna say it's like the fastest, but that's why I think it's the most brutal. Yeah, I guess so. I, another guy reviewed the movie, referred to me as this 30-year-old disco dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gave me an award for something for the kill that I got, you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and if you ever watch this guy, uh, Dr. Wolfler, he does, he's, he's funny as hell. He does a great review of the movie. I mean, there's some funny, funny stuff. That's yeah. All, that's Dr. Wolfler? Yeah, 1974, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He, he's hilarious. Really? All right, I'm gonna. There's a lot of stuff I need to go and check out. Elvira even did a funny routine on the movie. So everybody's done something. Of it's, course. Well, listen, it's a it's an iconic movie. People, it's a cult classic, but it's an iconic movie, and it's most likely my favorite horror movie ever. Great. That's great, Jimmy. You're my favorite right now. Right yeah. now. Until later. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate because this has just really been, you know, just a out there, you know, conversation, you know, not, well, what did you think or what was you thinking when you did that scene? You know, right. I get a, so. I'm sure I'm sure I try not to because I, I figure that you you talk about this stuff all the time. It's like yesterday I was talking with John and it's like, all right. He knows I'm going to ask how long did it take to put the makeup on? You know, you know, so. You know, we went over all of his other movies and it was like he appreciated it because all, people only want to talk about Chainsaw. But I was like, you've been in other things. So if maybe somebody just has no idea, they'll go and check out that movie as well. So I try not to be as predictable when I speak to people who have done these things a million times. I've been to conventions and answer the same questions over and over and over. Well, you know, you talked about my that that thing with the sledgehammer. I mean, that that happened almost. 50 years ago, and I'm still getting headaches. So, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it, was a rough, it was a rough time. Nice. I think it's great that that was an actual, a genuine scream that you let out. Yeah. 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 Because that was high-pitched, man. You sounded a little bit like a girl. Sorry. <laughs> but, if, you know, I didn't want to go there, but I'll let you go there. It was a wuss. It was a wuss. What can I say? You know? Listen, Gunner was a big guy. Gunner has a leather skin mask on. He's raising a hammer with both hands above his head about to come down on you. It's the first time you see him. You might want to scream. I don't, I'm I'm not faulting you for screaming at all. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you kindly. You're very welcome, man. Listen, thank you so much for your time. And um, like I said, we'll do a part two. We'll come on and we'll, I want to talk about the Leatherfaces thing and try to help whoever is running it to get it out there for them. Also, Jimmy, if you let me know when, it, when it's airing or how I can get a copy of it. So, because I got, you know, friends and fans want to know how they can. How Once, they can it, it's it. going to go up. Well, people are listening right now, but, and people are listening right now on the date that I'm about to say, um, on December 7th, okay. which is a Tuesday. I can just text you this stuff. That's fine. And um, I will, it's on my Instagram page, which is at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. There's a link in the bio. If you click on that, it'll, it'll open up to a page and it will have every single streaming service 
like okay. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, everywhere. And you just click on whichever one you listen on, it will open it up and that's it. You're able to download everything into your phone. It's Sounds all free. You can share it, do whatever you want with it. I make no money off of it. People can do whatever they want with it. The more the merrier. And I just hope that people listen. And if they like it, they like it. That's even better. Great. Great. My pleasure. Actually, a pure joy visiting with you. Thank you so much. And I'll send you the flyer. I'll send you another copy of the flyer. I'll edit it for you, another version, so you can bring it to cons and not a problem at all. Jimmy, you got to put it on your bucket list to make it down here so we can go to the gas station. A thousand. It's already on the bucket list. I don't have to. It's already there. Excellent, my man. Have a great night. Thank you so much, Jerry. You as well, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.